1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Right now, you're going to hear from the lovely Becky Harling. She has a degree in biblical literature and is a sought-after speaker and Bible teacher at women's conferences and retreats across the country and really across the world. She's also the author of Rooted Joy, Prioritizing Your Connection to Christ and Your Friends. Good morning, Becky. Good morning, Tobby. How are you? I'm doing great and want to tell you I'm really enjoying Rooted Joy. Good, good. I'm so glad. It, you know, it's a tiny book that's easy to read, but it's a lot of fun to do with your friends. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And Becky, it's great to have you back here with us. And and the holiday season is upon us. I can't believe that next week, next Thursday is Thanksgiving already. There are some people that are really anticipating this and are looking forward to it, sort of, mm. because they're kind of exhausted going into it, kind of weary. So how how can we actually handle this season and kind of work through that weariness and get back to the wonder of the season? Yeah, you know, I was reading recently through the Gospel of Mark. I've been doing that in my early morning quiet times. And in Mark 9, 15, it says, as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. And I love that. And so the morning I read that, I kind of sat there thinking, okay, my soul feels a little weary. You know, it's weary from all the news reports about the different wars going on. It's weary from the political like polarization in our country. It's weary from just, you know, pressing hard and doing the thing. But Jesus wants us to exchange our weariness for the wonder about who he is. And so I started thinking about that as we head into this holiday season. You know, I'm a I'm a big Christmas girl, so I have my tree up because it's we're headed into that season, and I love it. And and so I I've been thinking about like, okay, Lord, how do I give you my weariness, and in exchange recapture the wonder that I had about who you were and who you are at the beginning of my journey with you. You know, and the first thing that I have found helps is to carve out each, uh, carve out time each day, both early in the morning and in the evening. So kind of you're folding your day in, you know, first thing in the morning, you're remembering the wonder of Jesus and his amazing love. And last thing at night, you're remembering his faithfulness throughout the day. Becky, uh, just give us a little review of what you shared uh, just a couple minutes earlier. 
Yeah, so many of us are weary, you know, from the news, from general life, from all the things we have going on in our world. And the first step to overcoming weariness is really to pause and create the space to, to think about Jesus and meditate on the wonder of him in the morning, early, and in the evening, last thing before you go to sleep. Mm. And I'm going to break that down in a second to make it a little easier. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Becky, because sometimes just bite-sized chunks and steps to follow when uh, you're in that season um, is really helpful, especially as we're trying to reclaim uh, the wonder of the season. And the first thing that you talked about was space and creating that space. So what are some of the things that we can do to actually uh, create that space and enter into a season of wonder? You know, if if you are able, first thing in the morning, I like to get on my knees. Getting on my knees reminds me, uh, he is God and I am not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're able physically, get on your knees and spend a few moments just worshiping him. And then choose one characteristic per day. Write it down, maybe. Like today for me, I'm just meditating all day on his unfailing love. You know, his love is never changing. It's never going to vary. It's not dependent on my behavior. His love completely surrounds me and is completely faithful. And by choosing a different characteristic every day about who Jesus is, you re-fall in love with him. Mm. Love, love that. that. A new a, a different characteristic every day of who Jesus is as we uh, go through this holiday season. Okay, what's another thing we can do? Yeah, so another thing that we can do to recapture the wonder is to get back to believing. You know, around Christmas, it's, it's so fun. Any store you go into, it's all about believe, right? Believe yeah. in Santa Claus and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> we need to get back to believing that Jesus really is who he says he is and that all things are possible through him. We can become so overwhelmed in our weariness, so overwhelmed by financial difficulties, by personal relationship difficulties, by news reports, that we can begin to lose hope. But Jesus is the God of the impossible. You know, just like the angel came to Mary and said, with God, all things are possible. Well, that's still true today. The same Jesus that cast out the demon in Mark 9 and in Luke 9 is the same Jesus today. And so when you go before him with a problem, say things like, Lord Jesus, I believe that all things are possible with you. Mm -hmm. By saying it and declaring it out loud, you actually convince your heart that it's true. Mm, saying okay. it out loud makes a difference. It really does. And uh, Becky, thank you for that reminder, because sometimes we'll read scripture, we'll think about something, and those thoughts are, are kind of milling around in our in our mind, but something happens. There's power that happens when we actually speak it out loud. Um, and it not only kind of helps our heart, but it also emboldens those that are around us. Don't just do it alone. Just say, you know, mm-hmm. I'm believing that God is doing what he said he's going to do. He's going to do that in my life this Christmas. And I can't wait to see it. I mean, there's power in that. <clears throat> you know, the psalmist said, I believe 
that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And, you know, when I, uh, like just yesterday, I was watching the news, which, you know, you want to be up on world news events, but after a while, you're like, oh, wow, I need to turn this off. Too many images, too much sorrow, too much horror. And I had to stand firm and say, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's what I'm claiming over my life, over the lives of my loved ones, and over our nation, over our leaders. That's what I believe. Uh, we have to keep our minds lifted. We have to choose what we're going to focus on, right? Because you're right. I was watching the news last night and I don't watch it ever, even every day. And I was thinking, man, there's so much pain and suffering. I can't keep my mind and my, and my eyes on the darkness. I've got to look up to the light. Yeah, me too, Tommy. And then, you know, another way to recapture the wonder, which is kind of you know, shocking in some ways, is choose to serve someone who is in a more difficult place than you. You know, in Matthew 25, Jesus said something so interesting. You know, he's telling the disciples, you know, about the end times and who's going to enter into the kingdom and who's not. And he goes on to say, you know, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was in jail and you visited me. I was sick and you cared for me. And Jesus is giving us a principle. We find, we can see the image of Jesus in the hurting. Mm. And so when we dare to serve those who are hurting around us, we are in essence serving Jesus. And that, that's a good reminder for us, you know, because around the holidays, we have our friends and family over for gatherings, and that's great. But it's interesting when you, when you do a little research on the early church and hospitality, most of it was about taking care of strangers and people in need. And so Jesus calls us to serve those who are in need, because when we do that, we are in actuality serving him. And when we do that, we we feel better. We actually feel empowered. We're not just overwhelmed with our stuff, but now we're relieving someone else. And God designed that in such a beautiful way that that would actually help us um, be filled with joy. It's amazing. Thank you yeah, for that reminder. It, he did. And, you know, we we want to be refilled with the wonder. I don't I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I've been a believer for a long time since I was a child. And it's so easy to be like ho-hum about Christmas, like, oh, yeah, you know, Jesus became a baby. We sing away in a manger, but we've lost the wonder of it. And mm. we need to recapture the wonder that God became human in a form of a baby. I mean, it's mm. so crazy. And <laughs> so the last thing is to just pray every day, Lord, Show me again the wonder of who you are and how I can celebrate what you've done this Christmas season, this holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, it's not lost on me that Thanksgiving comes before Christmas because in many ways, Thanksgiving in our personal journey ushers in the presence of God in our personal journey. It's not that God moves. It's that when we dare to give him thanks, we experience his presence more deeply. 
Okay, you're hearing the voice of Becky Harling kind of walking through how to create space in order to move from weary to wonder. And Becky, I just wanted to walk through this again with you and see if I missed anything. So first thing is to maybe start your day each day with worship. If you can get on your knees physically, go ahead and do that. But to begin by worshiping him each morning and then maybe each day through the season, focusing on one characteristic of the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever it is, but just focusing on one. Mm. And I love that idea. But get back to believing is the next step. And you use this wonderful thing out of the Psalms. I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, Mm. regardless of what the headlines say. So I love that. And then choosing to serve someone in a more difficult place than you. And then the Mm. reminder to pray every day, asking God to reveal that wonder once again. And so let me um, take it away from steps here, Becky, and get down to the heart because somebody's listening to us right now and they are at that point, they are weary and don't even know how they can begin to find that space. What is one thing that you would tell them to get them through today to get them to tomorrow? So I would actually tell them two things, Tom. Go ahead. (laughs) So the first thing is Jesus does not you for your weariness. He was weary himself. Mm. So he understands that. And then the second thing is let him love you today. Respond to his love. You know, begin to believe it in your heart. Say it out loud all day long. Jesus loves me. You know, maybe listen to that old song that we all learned as kids. Yes, Jesus loves me. It is the most life revelation revel- most life-changing truth of any in all of history. Jesus loves me, and his love for you will never change. Wow. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you. And um, we 